guys, it's Simmy, and this is Wrestling Unlimited, as it's Wednesday, and that means we're talking AEW Dynamite. I really enjoyed about 97, 98% of tonight's Dynamite, and then the end was a big shit show. I'm going to say that right now. The brawl with 97 million people at the very end, I didn't like that at all. I hate any wrestling company that goes off the air with just a big old brawl. Oh, they're all fighting. What's going to happen this weekend at the pay-per-view? Like, really? That's cheap cop-out. That's called, you burnt out. You ain't got no ideas to actually hype something up. And, and we'll get to it when we get there, what the hell was everybody brawling at ringside and on the ramp and everywhere, and then Moxley and Tanahashi just like this? Hey! Like, really? Really? You couldn't come up with anything. Anything. Other than, eh, we're not even going to have a main event here. And we're just going to fuck it all up. We're going to we're gonna say we got a big tag team main event. And then it's going to be a big old brawl with a bunch of different people. And blah, blah, blah. I, I hate, hate, hate that stuff. And AEW, doing a lot recently. As far as just a lot of, we're doing matches, and all of a sudden, the match is over, or this happens, and then brrr, a bunch of people come down, they just brawl. Kind of tired of it. Kind of tired of it. But other than that, I loved everything else on the show. Like, and I, and I say loved as far as, like, I did really, really, really like, excuse me, just ate dinner. I, I thoroughly enjoyed, to the point where I could say I probably loved most of tonight's Dynamite. I thought this was a great dynamite. Not a great. So to be transparent, I thought it was a great dynamite, but I thought they could have done a little bit better as a go-home show. And we'll get into all that and what I mean. But. How do I say it? How do I say it? I thought it was a good dynamite for 98% of the show. I really did. I thought most of this show was a good episode of dynamite. Better than good, to be honest. A really, really good episode of Dynamite. To the point, like I said, where I loved most of it. Uh, Kay Ballard's comment in the live chat. I have no clue what you're talking about. I don't know what a 3.5 Gores is. I have no clue what you're talking about, bud. But with that, I do want to say thank you if you are watching live. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. But if you're not watching live and you're watching or listening later, then thank you for watching at youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited or listening on podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, and so much more. Also, if you are watching live on Twitch, then you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with your Amazon Prime or actually anybody's Amazon Prime. You take that Amazon Prime account, you take that Twitch account, you link them together, bada bing, bada boom, you're Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, gives you free stuff for games, and it always gives you a one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you subscribed right here Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But if you follow us on YouTube, you can also help us out over there by hitting that join button down below. 
and becoming a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access to podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. With that, this week, I think I'll tomorrow, if not Friday at the latest, you guys will be getting the files for my for my um, AEW Forbidden Door graphics. All the graphics that I have created for Forbidden Door, you guys will get those files, both the Photoshop files and the After Effects files. Tomorrow, most likely, if not Friday at the latest. So if you guys are subscribed at the uh, second, uh, le- t- the, if you are subscribed at the level two tier or higher, you will get those perks. But also remember, you can get all of that at patreon.com forward slash pwunlimited. You can head over to Patreon and support us over there as well. With doing that, it more directly supports us because YouTube ain't taking their big cut. And it's easier for you to find everything because it's all one concise area of just the premium content. And you don't have to go through the, the like YouTube comments or YouTube um, community tab to find all that premium members content. And finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether that's a new game, an old game, a free game, or bucks. Trying to get into that vibin' season of Fortnite? Well going to ask you if you have a code a creator code and that creator code pw unlimited and that code is pw unlimited also if you guys figured it out if you see it fall guys has gone live free to play with that they got a battle pass system now they got show bucks they're going to ask you for a creator code if you get that over there as well pw unlimited whether you're playing on your computer your xbox your playstation your switch got fall guys everywhere now and if you want that battle pass system well, when you buy it, use this code right here, PWUnlimited. Whether you're buying the Battle Pass or getting show bucks to get some of those cool new skins, use our code at checkout. You will be directly supporting us here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But with that, the show kicks off with some not so great and then kind of great news with Brian Danielson. Fly of the Valkyries opens up the show. And this was very good. So Excalibur and Jim Ross welcome us to the show and tell us Tony Schiavone's ready in the ring. Here comes Brian Danielson. And so Schiavone's in the ring. Danielson makes his way down. And you could tell Danielson doesn't got good news. You could tell on his face he ain't got good news. Danielson said that this week is going to be a great week for AEW fans and by extension the world of professional wrestling. He'd promised that we'd see some excellent professional wrestling on Sunday and a bloody spectacle next week. Danielson said that he would have loved to be part of it if it wasn't for Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho even paid for Zack Sabre Jr. to challenge him, and Danielson wanted to prove that he was the best technical wrestler in the world. He wanted to compete at Forbidden Door. He wanted to be in blood and guts. Bad news is because of what Jericho and his crew did to him at Double or Nothing in the Anarchy in the Arena match, Danielson is not cleared currently to compete, will not be at Forbidden Door, will not be in Blood and Guts next week. He said he's got good and bad news. That was the bad news. He would then go on to state. But I'm going to come back, though. No one needs to worry about me. I'll be back better than ever. I can jump in this ring right now if I really wanted to. And I can do this and that. 
I can go run a two-minute mile without sweating. I can run circles and wrestle circles around anybody in this company. But I can't right now. It won't let me. That's not even the good news. The good news is that I found a suitable replacement. Forbidden Door and Blood and Guts. And the crowd's going, who? Who? And they finally more go, who? Who? And Daniels goes, who? And they go going, who? Yeah, who? And he goes, who? They're like, yeah, who? And he goes, did you guys notice I came out of the bad guy tunnel? Well, that means I ain't telling you. And I ain't telling Zack Sabre Jr. He's not going to know who he's facing till this weekend, till Forbidden Door. But I can guarantee you that this is going to go down as one of the greatest technical wrestling matches of all time. Out would then come Zack Sabre Jr. He showed him on the ramp. He was jaw jacking to Danielson. Danielson in the ring just looking out at him like, yeah, Okay, wait till you see who you're going to face. And two names immediately popped into my head. I don't know if I'm right here. This is just me predicting and making an assumption. I thought Cesaro. I thought um, Johnny Gargano. When you think of two guys that are great technical wrestlers, those are the first two names that are available that I thought of. Because I, for some reason, I just I have this feeling in the back of my mind that it's... Not somebody already signed AEW. And also, uh, since Saturday, no, he didn't steal the New Day's catchphrase. Yes, the New Day says, who, who, who. But the only reason Danielson said the word, who, like that, who, was because the crowd was chanting, who, who, who. So no, he didn't steal the New Day's catchphrase. No, he just said, who, because the crowd was saying, who. But those are the two names that popped into my head immediately. Zaro, and I see uh, Bruh from Isle 4 says, Claudio Castagnoli. Well, if you've seen what he's um, trademarked, he's still got the name Cesaro. just spelled without the E. It's S-C-R-O. I think it's what it is. Hold on. Let me double check that trademark. Um, I think it's just S-C-R-O. Go here. Let's go here. S-C-R-O, used for entertainment in the nature of wrestling contests, entertainment services, namely wrestling exhibitions, and performances by a professional wrestler or entertainer. So he still could technically, just like Enzo, is still Enzo, just Enzio, he could still be Cesaro, technically, I guess, S-C-R-O. Does the real Cesaro name, let's check the trademark on that, WWE's trademark. How is that? Is it with the E? I'm surprised WWE hasn't tried to block this. Sorrow. Oh, here's something interesting. WWE does not have a trademark on just the name Cesaro. They still have a trademark from 2014 that is still live for Antonio Cesaro. Interesting. So A, he spells it differently. He's good to go there. As we learned with Enzo and B, well, they don't even have a trademark on just the name Cesaro. Very interesting. Very interesting. But we'll see who it is. No clue. That's just me making an assumption. And then says maybe Omega. No, they're going to have Omega. They would have had him on the show tonight. They would have announced him on the show tonight. 
and Omega, unfortunately, is not going to be in a one of the best technical matches you'll ever see. Because Omega is all about high action, hard hitting. Not we're going to wrestle on the mat for a while. Omega could probably do a great match. We I mean we've seen them great Zack Saber Omega matches. We've seen them in G One, but for what this match is supposed to be. It's not an Omega match. It is not an Omega match. And again, if Omega was competing at Forbidden Door, they would have said it tonight. They would not have not announced Omega ahead of time. Even though the show's sold out, they would have said tonight, Omega's wrestling at the pay-per-view. You know what I mean? They would have announced Omega. Like, not, no, no. So in the Mac, we got John Moxley promo. He said the Jericho Appreciation Society would be locked in with dogs next week at Blood and Guts. But in the meantime, he has to take on with his with his opponent, Hiroshi Tanahashi, the greatest wrestler who ever lived. He has to take them on with the greatest wrestler. He called Tanahashi the greatest wrestler that's ever lived. Which that's a high bar. But Tanahashi is one of the best to ever do this. So tonight it's just business. But on Sunday, it's personal. Because when the bell rings, Moxley. Has no respect for anyone. We had the first match of the night. It was a great six-man tag, or as they say, trios match. It was Orange Cassidy and Rapongi Vice against Will Ospreay and Aussie Open. Fletcher and Rocky started off the match. Then Davis and Trent tagged in. Orange entered the match and did his hands-in-pocket shtick, where I'm like, eh, I don't like the hands-in-pocket stuff, but I know where Orange Cassidy can get to. That's the thing. Like, I've criticized Orange Cassidy... When AEW first started and all that stuff. But the more I've seen of Orange Cassidy, I've learned what Orange Cassidy is. Yes, I don't like the gimmick, but I like Orange Cassidy matches because once he gets going, boy, does he get going and going great. So, uh, the baby faces dispatched the United Empire and they went for some dives, but the Empire recovered and took control on the outside with simultaneous apron attacks. After a commercial break, Trent fought off both members of Aussie Open to reach Orange for a tag. Orange landed his weak kicks and then hit a double Hurricane Rana before dispatching Aussie Open with an Escalara and a Tornado DDT. Orange and Rapongi Vice all took out um, United Empire with dives here. There was a lazy elbow drop from Orange Cassidy. They got a two on Osprey. Osprey avoided the Orange Punch and reversed a DDT into a black backflip in Zaguri. Orange then flipped around into a stunner. Davis and Rocky tagged in. With the big man uh, downing Rocky with some big chops. Aussie opened and hit a combination spine buster for a two. We then got the parade of big moves. That everybody hitting their big stuff with the Rapongi Vice closing this out with double knees. Trent went, went for the Storm Zero, but Osprey cut it off. And Davis hit the lifting pile driver for a good near fall before Orange broke it up. Orange avoided Osprey's uh, Sasuke knee, or Sasuke special, no, Sasuke special. And Osprey took a dive from Rocky. Trent fought off both members of Aussie Open once again and reached Orange for the tag. Orange connected with the Orange Punch on Davis and pinned him to win the match. So the baby faces do win the match here. When then, well, the rest of United Empire, the IWGP heavyweight tag team champions would make their way out to the ring, Jeff Cobb and the Great O'Con. United Empire outnumbered Orange Cassidy's team when, well, FTR would make their way out to the ring to even the odds, and that was just it. They made their way out to the ring to even the odds, and the heel said, 
All right, we'll back off. All right, we'll back off. You guys, you got us this time. Which I liked that. I liked that they backed off. We didn't need no big old brawl here. We already had an excellent match. I didn't get the time of any of these matches, but we already had an excellent match. They didn't need a brawl. We got say uh, Sanjay Dutt, Jay Lethal, and Satnam Singh in the back. Dutt was extremely excited because he said it's time to celebrate. He's getting a shot or needs a shot or wants a shot. The ROH Television Championship. The but can't get that if Samoa Joe won't come back to work. Lethal said there's two things that need to happen here. Either A, Joe tape up that shoulder and fight him or vacate the title so the longest reigning Ring of Honor Television Champion can reclaim what's his. So... Eventually, we're going to get Jay Lethal and Samoa Joe for that belt, but we don't know what's going on with Joe. We do know that Samoa Joe is playing Sweet Tooth in the Twisted Metal show, but I don't know if that's why he's out. I don't know if that show's being filmed yet or not. Let's see if there's any update on that. Twisted Metal uh, filming. I don't think that show has started filming yet. Now, there's nothing new on that show as far as production goes. Oh, wait. Um, wait, the show may be filming now. So this is from the city of New Orleans. The city of New Orleans announced today that the feature film Twisted Metal will be filming in the Lakeshore neighborhood on Thursday, June 23rd. To accommodate filming, no parking signs will be posted on the 700 block of Amethyst Street, 7500, between the hours of 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. Filming will include sequences of special effects and fire. A stunt car will be parked in a driveway, and a gel will be spread on the car, that, uh, which will then burn to create smoke. The New Orleans Fire Department has issued a permit to production for the sequence and will be present at all times. Also during filming, intermittent, intermittent uh, intermittent traffic control will be in effect for three to four minutes to ensure the safety of residents. Residents, so that's why Joe is out. That's why Joe is out. That's why Joe is quote injured because they're filming Twisted Metal right now, literally from the mayor's office, the city of New Orleans website. They're going to be in the Lakeshore neighborhood tomorrow filming the Twisted Metal show. So there we go. That. Is why Samoa Joe is off. We don't know if the shoulder injury is real or anything, but that's why Joe, the main reason I would assume, Joe is out to go film the Twisted Metal show. Next up, we had Christian Cage. And this was one of the best promos probably in AEW history. For sure, this year in AEW and last year in AEW. But this may be one of the best promos we've ever seen in AEW. And I'm going to say it right now. I am always a sucker for heel Christian Cage. Christian, yeah, flubbed up a couple words and got a little frazzled. But I thought this was amazing. He's in the ring with Tony Schiavone. And Schiavone asked him, you know, we opened up the show and we saw a video package of the chair shot heard around the world. Why did you attack Jungle Boy last week? Christian was met with a chorus of boos and demanded that Milwaukee shut their mouths. Christian brought up that Jungle Boy eliminated him for the Casino Battle Royal last year. And the crowd cheered that. He then said, I think I deserve better than this. 
Not to mention Jungle Boy cost me a big bonus and a shot at the world title. I didn't get that company bonus for winning the Battle Royal. Uh, crowd would then, I didn't hear it at first, but they told me, I asked Twitter and they told, Twitter told me what they were saying. Crowd was, crowd was chanting, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. I couldn't hear it for some reason through my headphones what they were actually saying. It sounded very muffled, but I asked Twitter, hey, what are they saying? So they made fun of people tweeting like they know anything about the wrestling business themselves. Person said they saw potential in Jungle Boy and decided he'd hitch his wagon to him cash a check. Christian isn't here to elevate young talent like people think he is. No. He has advice for people to think that. Quote, have a match that people can remember. That is what you need to do. Christian addressed Jungle Boy and said the one time he didn't give him a pre-match, any pre-match advice, well, he lost the tag titles. Giovanni then played uh, footage of Christian. I guess you could say Yelling at Jungle Boy's mom and sister, saying, saying, quote, you raised a piece of shit. Christian explained that he was giving Jungle Boy's mom a chance to apologize for giving birth to Jungle Boy. He also thinks uh, she's got a thing for him, and she's a little sweet on Christian. He said, Jungle Boy, you may want a father figure, but your father's dead. Christian told Jungle Boy to enjoy his early retirement at the age of 25. He said, Tarzan boy interrupted and so Jungle Boy's music hits. He calls him Tarzan boy, but out comes Luchasaurus. And this is when things got a little weird. Luchasaurus gets in the ring and he chokes Christian. He pushes Christian right up against the, the uh, turnbuckle. And he's like, I can't talk. I can't breathe. You're choking me. You're choking me. You're choking me. And then I didn't quite hear exactly what he said, but then he said something along the lines of, Remember what happened to Marco? You're like a son to me. And then he whispered something into Luchasaurus's ear. Luchasaurus let him go and walked off. What? So first off, what does remember what happened to Marco mean? And then the you're like a son to me. Well, Christian's only about nine years, no, eleven years older than Jungle or Luchasaurus, so that's kind of weird. But anyways. I didn't get this end. Is Luchasaurus going to turn on Jungle Boy and become the new Tyson Tomko? Is Luchasaurus our new Tomko? A tall, jacked up, tatted guy to be Christian's muscle? I'm just thinking that. Hold on. I need to tweet that really fast. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Could Luchasaurus become Christian's new Tomko? Interesting. I just thought about that. Because you remember, he had Tyson Tomko in WWE throughout the whole Tristrata stuff and before and after that or whatever. Then he also had Tomko in Impact, TNA. His muscle, his heavy. But he doesn't have a Tomco now. I can see it. I can see it. As we move forward, 
the Young Bucks were backstage with Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly basically, and well, first the Young Bucks go, everyone's asking if we're going to be a forbidden door. You ask if we're going to be a forbidden door. We're the ones that brought the key to unlock this door. Of course, we're going to be a forbidden door. Also, I thank you to Cold Cuts KC for the tier one subscription for 17 months. Really do appreciate that. But uh, Matt Jackson, no. Yeah, Matt Jackson, uh, no, O'Reilly said that he was peeved at Sting's actions and that a forbidden door is going to be Hikaleo and El Fantasmo teaming up with the Young Bucks to take on Sting, Darby, and their cronies. Young Bucks go, yep, we're doing it. We're rejoining Bullet Club for one night only. That's all you get it is, for one night only. Uh, I'm doing as good as I can, Casey. I'll text you later and tell you what's going on. So, we then had the AEW All-Atlantic Championship Qualifier. Malachi Black defeated Penta. I thought this match was really, really, really good. And the obvious uh, outcome did happen here. Everyone expected Malachi Black to win this, especially with Pac already being in it. They're not going to have Pac and Penta in the same match. And... You already had no one from uh, uh, the House of Black, so yeah. So they go right after each other right away with Penta landing a thrust kick. He countered a uh, dive from Black and soared over the top rope with the Topic on Grill. Excuse me. Black, inside, uh, back inside the ring, Penta hit a backstabber for a two, but appeared to hurt his back on a dive. He followed up with a sling blade and Black baited Penta to the floor and tripped him up on the apron, allowing him to take control. Once back, they jockeyed for position on the apron. Penta wanted the Penta driver, but Black fought out. Penta avoided a heel kick and hit an enziguri, followed by a rolling cutter for a two. There's another rapid-fire exchange, which ended in a, with a Orihara moonsault from Black, followed by a top-rope double-stomp for a two. Black then climbed the ropes, but Penta cut him off with a kick and hit an avalanche fear factor. Took a long time to try and make the cover. However, this allowed Black to get his foot on the bottom rope. Penta tried to follow up, but his back gave out, allowing Black to hit the heel kick and pick up the victory. So Black does advance into the Fatal 4-Way for the chance to become the first ever All-Atlantic Championship. Also, all these damn wrestling websites that keep writing Mid-Atlantic Championship, this ain't the 1980s or 70s. It's all Atlantic, not Mid-Atlantic. I've seen like four different websites within the last 24 hours keep writing all or Mid-Atlantic. So after the match, Pat came out to go face-to-face with Black. A Miro video promo interrupted. Interesting that Miro wasn't there. Saying that he'd send everyone to meet their maker. The match at uh, Forbidden Door will be Pac, Miro, Tomohiro Ishii, and Malachi Black. A Wardlow video played. Basically said, I want the TNT Championship. And said, Scorpio Sky. When Scorpio Sky was healed, he's ready to go. Welcome him into Wardlow's world. Kind of a lit down. Wardlow going for the TNT title. After all this big buildup from Wardlow, kind of a lit down that A, he's not even on the show competing. And B, it's just, ah, I don't want to face, I don't want to be in the Battle Royal to get a shot at the interim world title. So, uh, oh, I'll go for the, it just doesn't make sense. Bad booking on Wardlow. Wardlow not getting booked well. After all that MJF stuff to make us think that he's going to be a top top guy, eh, 
I'm stuck in the mid card still. Next up, we had Hangman Page versus Silas Young. You heard me right. The last real man, Silas Young, made his AEW debut. So they performed chain wrestling early on. Page hit the first strike with a couple of hard chops. Then Young retired, re returned fire. Page sent Young to the floor and landed an Orihara moonsault before commercial break. During the break, Young briefly took control, but once back, Page started to make a comeback. He actually hit him with a superplex. Page then hit the fallaway slam and kipped up. There was a lariat that uh, sent Young to the floor where Page landed a plancha. Back inside the ring, Page hit a diving clothesline for a two. Young returned fire with a backbreaker into a lariat for a two of his own. Uh, he followed this up with a corner moonsault, but Page avoided it and hit a German suplex before hitting the buckshot and picking up the victory. Of course, Hangman Page does win. Page's music plays, and immediately Adam Cole cuts him off. He says, it's story time with Adam Cole. And out would come the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Switchblade Jay White. Switchblade said, hey, forbidden doors this weekend. And unfortunately, Adam, you're not the one challenging me. I know a lot of times it's going to be all about Bullet Club. It's got to be all about Undisputed Elite. But not this time. You are not my challenger because, well, you lost to that guy. And he points at Hangman. He goes, and twice. Switchblade makes his way out down to the ring. <clears throat> Him and Paige face off before they start going to blows. Start brawling. Cole grabs the belt, the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, and almost makes it look like he's going to hit White with the belt. Then he goes, no, I'm going to help you hit him with the belt. After Paige got in position for a buckshot, Cole low-blowed him. The two Bullet Club members standing tall. Then, you hear the music. But most people probably didn't know what the music was because the crowd shot. We've got a shot of the crowd. Music hits. And we're like, who is it? Who is it? Then we whoo, pan up. Kazuchika Okada. Okada is here. Okada makes his way down to the ring and goes straight after Switchblade and Cole, allowing him and Paige to stand tall and square off. Then they walk around and they square off again. Try to go for the Rainmaker on Switchblade, but Switchblade avoided it. Okada's music plays as the segment ends. Okada is working Forbidden Door. See, Adam Cole had me thinking last week, no Okada. And then we heard the rumors of, well, Kata's wife can go into labor at any time, possibly this weekend, and he didn't want to be out of, out of country. Well, maybe they found something out where he could be out of country. Because Okada is here. And we learned later in the show, this is a four-way. I thought maybe it'd be a tag match. Jay White and Adam Cole against Okada and Hangman. But no, it's a four-way. Jay White putting his pretty belt up on the line. Well, the belt's not that pretty. It's a butterfly. Putting his belt on the line against Adam Cole. Zushko Okada. And Hangman Page in a four-way. Very unconventional for New Japan to do a four-way for a title. Especially the world title. It's very rare and unconventional for New Japan. But this ain't a New Japan show. This is an AEW show with New Japan talent. That's what this show really is. In the back, Jade Cargill, Stokely Hathaway, and Kira Hogan talked about Red Velvet being injured and out of action. A lot of damn people injured in this company right now. Like, a lot. CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Darius Martin, Lee Johnson, Matt Hardy, Buddy Matthews, 
Britt, oh, not Britt Baker, um, 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 on tip of my tongue, the bunny, red velvet, and that's just that we know of, that's just that we know of, and that I can think of off the top of my head, there's a lot of people, Kenny Omega, also out hurt, a lot of people out with injury right now in AEW, Stokely Hathaway said that they're looking for a new baddie, Jay said that they had to be a quote, top notch bitch, so after the commercial, Chris Statlander and Athena tended to be excited about the opportunity of being a baddie. Then they said, nobody could get in their way. So, cool. Next up, we had Tony Storm versus Marina Shafir. This match was not good. When I said I loved everything except for the main event ending, I didn't like this either. I didn't like this either. And honestly, I didn't like it so much to where I forgot about it. I say that right now. Until I just saw it in my notes, I literally forgot this even happened. It was that unmemorable. If that's even the right word to use. They went back and forth at the start here. At one point, Marina Shafir goes for a kick to the chest of Tony Storm and just fall. She kicks her and falls over like she lost her balance. I'm like, well, either she lost her balance or kicked her way hard. So after a break, uh, Storm went for her signature headbutt, but Shafir uh, bafflingly no-sold it and continued to beat down on the floor where Storm fired back with Tornado DDT. Back inside, Storm hit a German suplex followed by a hip attack. He then uh, just rolled Shafir up for the victory, and that was after Nyla Rose was at ringside for some reason. I have no godly idea why. I don't know if this is something from Dark or Dark Elevation. But Nyla Rose was at ringside at one point attacked Tony Storm as well. But yeah. This was not good. This match itself, not good. Not even Tony Storm could make this match good. Tony Storm. You would think, okay, Marina didn't look good, but did Tony at least look good? No. Tony Storm didn't even look good. So after the match, Shafir and Rose beat down Storm, and well, who would have guessed it? Everyone would have guessed it. Thunder Rosa came to make the save on her challenger. Storm used the belt to dispatch Rose. She and Rosa faced off to end the segment. Very underwhelming, especially going into Forbidden Door and these two fighting in a title match, Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. One would think, oh man, be excited for this match. Not really, because the build has been lackluster at best. So in the back, we got Darby and Sting. Darby said that he didn't think Kyle O'Reilly isn't medically cleared. He's just scared. Like, you're not hurt. You're scared to face us. And we're going to bring some friends for this eight-man tag team match. We got two people to help us out against the Young Bucks and the Bullet Club. It's Shingo Takagi and Hiromu Takahashi. Yep, you heard me right. So it is Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, El Fantasmo, and Hikaleo, which couldn't have got anybody else from Bullet Club. You got to get Hikaleo, of all people. Like, give me Ace Austin or something against Sting, Darby, Shingo, and Hiromu Takahashi. It's going to be a good match. But again, it's just another random multi-man match. Speaking of a bunch of matches, we got a bunch of matches announced for this week's AEW Rampage. You know, the hook will be taking on DKC from the LA Dojo, which... They had alluded to this being on the pay-per-view, but it's not. It's a Rampage match. Also, we got 
this should be really good. I haven't seen the spoilers from Rampage yet, but this match should be a freaking a classic. Andrade El Idolo against Ray Phoenix. We also have Serena Deeb and Mercedes Martinez, I guess, teaming up in tag team action. That's random. And Jeff Cobb will be taking on Cash Wheeler ahead of their big triple threat tag team match at Forbidden Door. Speaking of Forbidden Door, buy-in match was announced. Got Max Caster and all three members of the Gun Club. Yep, Pops and the kids. Taking on from the New Japan Dojo, Yuya Uemura, Alex Coughlin, Kevin Knight, and the DKC. As far as the rest of the card for... Well, actually, I'm going to do my predictions when we finish talking Dynamite, so I'm not going to run the card down yet for Forbidden Door. Since you guys don't need to hear it twice, and I don't think you want to hear it twice. Like, why do I need to repeat myself? But as far as next week's Dynamite does go, blood and guts. That's all we know. Blood and guts. So we had our main event match. John Moxley and Hiroshi Tanahashi against Chris Jericho and Lance Archer with William Regal on commentary. Tanahashi and Moxley attacked before the bell. Moxley and Jericho brawled on the floor as Tanahashi and Archer faced off in the ring. Archer hit a full Nelson bomb and tagged in Jericho. Tanahashi regained control and tagged into Moxley, who laid in elbows and, well, to the face of Jericho. I think he bit him as well. He brawled outside, but upon re-entry, Guevara tripped Moxley. Remember, Sammy and Ty at ringside. This allowed Jericho and Archer to take him out. Jericho sent Moxley flying with the pounce as they beat him down through the commercial break. Once back, Moxley got the knees up on Jericho for a line salt attempt and reached Tanahashi for the hot tag. Tanahashi took down both opponents with running elbows. Then the springboard crossbody allowed for some air guitar as well. Tanahashi kept up on the attack with the flipping senton for a two. Jericho briefly got the upper hand and went for the walls, but Tanahashi fought back. Jericho was able to hit a code breaker, but Moxley broke up the pin and took out Archer with a tope suicida. Tanahashi avoided the Judas effect and hit a code breaker of his own for hitting a standing high fly flow. Jericho rolled through and locked on the walls, forcing Tanahashi to escape. There's a parade of big moves that concluded with a sling blade from Tanahashi. Moxley and Archer then tagged in. They traded big strikes until Moxley fought out of a blackout attempt, uh, blackout attempt and hit a snap, snap paradigm shift. Tanahashi tagged in, hit the high fly flow, and picked up the victory. Moxley and Tanahashi worked well together, great together. Then, shit hit the fan, and it was the worst way to end this show. After the match, Eddie Kingston would run down. Wheeler Yuta would run down, and they all brawl. They brawled with Jericho and Guevara. Then Suzuki would run down. Then Yuta would run down. And then Shuta, Shota Umino would run down and get involved. And officials tried to break it all up. The JAS finished coming out. Zatanna and Ortiz then come out. And they're just all brawling and brawling and brawling. And the whole time. You got Moxley and Tanahashi just standing there like this. And periodically you'd see Moxley go like, hey, say something. And they just stand there. And then Tanahashi would kind of maybe say something. And they just stand there. They're all brawling around saying, these two guys are just in the ring looking at each other like, Ugh. yeah, okay. What? Yeah, okay. Like, really? 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 That was it? That was a. In my opinion, and other people may have liked this, but I thought it was a lackluster, horrible way to end the show. Very bad. Did not like the ending. But with that, I thought, overall, 
A really good episode of Dynamite, though. A really good episode of Dynamite. You know what I thought of the show. Now, it's time to hear what you guys thought of tonight's AEW Dynamite. Remember, you can text me 510-906-1341. Again, that's 510-906-1341. So first off, let's check the, check the polls. Dynamite. What do you think? The Twitch poll. 45% liked the show. 27% thought it was just all right, and 27% did not like Dynamite. As far as the YouTube community poll does go, 70% liked it, 20% thought it was just all right, and 10% did not like Dynamite. As far as the Twitter poll does go, if it wants to load. Come on. There we go. 69% liked the show. 18% thought it was just all right. And 12% did not like Dynamite. Now, before we do get to the text messages, talk Forbidden Door. Give some predictions for Forbidden Door. Pull the card right here. Coming up this Sunday, June 26th from Chicago, Illinois, is AEW Cross and JPW Forbidden Door. As far as the show does go, coming out of AEW Dynamite this week, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 matches in total have been announced for the show. So let's run down the card, and I'll give you my predictions for Forbidden Door, which I'm going to say right now, I think this show, and I could be wrong here, but I think it's, it's a little predictable. I do say so myself. First off, it's the Bullet Club. Young Bucks, El Fantasmo, and Hikaleo taking on Dudes with Attitude, Sting, Darby Allen, Shingo Takagi, and Hiromu Takahashi. And yes, I said Dudes with Attitude because that's what the graphic says. That's what the actual graphic says. But as far as who's picking up the victory, I'll go Sting and his crew. I'm going to say Sting and his crew win, leading to possibly Sting and Darby getting a tag title shot. I'm going to go one step further on this prediction and say Sting and Darby win and possibly get a tag title shot out of it. Next up, can't really make a prediction on this one, though. It's Zack Sabre Jr. versus TBD. Brian Danielson states that he has, he has made a, or he has found a suitable replacement for himself. But we will not know who that replacement is Build the pay-per-view. So again, can't really make a prediction, but if it's somebody new coming into AEW, then I guess I would say they win and Zach loses. In a trios match, Chris Jericho, Minoru Suzuki, and Sammy Guevara taking on the team of Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and Shota Umino. This one's kind of a toss-up. It doesn't really matter who wins. Jericho and his guys got the big win over Eddie last time, so I'm going to say Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and Shota Umino. With the IWGP United States Championship on the line, Will Ospreay defending against Orange Cassidy. Easy. Will Ospreay retaining his belt. With the AEW Women's World Championship on the line, Thunder Rosa defending against Tony Storm. This one can go either way. I'm going to say Thunder Rosa retains. Crown the first ever. AEW All-Atlantic Champion. It's Malachi Black, Hack, Miro, and Tomohiro Ishii. 
I'm going to say, put the title on Malachi Black. Malachi Black becomes the first ever All-Atlantic champion. Uh, in a triple threat match, winner take all with the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships and the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships on the line, it's the United Empire, the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Jeff Cobb and the Great Ocon. It's FTR, the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, and Rapongi Vice. I say, put them titles on FTR. FTR holds all the gold. They already got titles from, from Ring of Honor. They already got titles from AAA. Give them them New Japan titles as well. In a fatal four-way match for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, it's Jay White defending against Kazuchika Okada, Hangman Page, and Adam Cole. Now, my first thing here is someone from New Japan is winning this match. Now, my second thing is Jay White just won the belt, so I doubt they hot potato it back to Okada. Jay White picks up the victory. Finally, crowned the interim AEW World Heavyweight Champion, John Moxley against Hiroshi Tanahashi. Is it not obvious to everybody? John Moxley becoming that interim world champion. Then, move on. We'll eventually get Moxley and Punk. Also, I did miss the buy-in match. It's Max Caster in the Gun Club against the New Japan Dojo. I'm going to say give it to the New Japan Dojo. With that, that is everything coming out of Dynamite that has been announced for Forbidden Door. I don't think anything else will be announced for Forbidden Door because, well, three, ten matches, counting the one on the buy-in, they ain't got time for nothing else. So if we do hear anything else pertaining to Forbidden Door, we will have it for you right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Now to wrap things up, let's check the text messages to see if you guys got any questions, comments, or concerns about tonight's show. As far as the text messages do go, this person says, person needs, uh, this person says, AEW needs to release just a plain white tee for Brian Danielson. Yeah, just a plain white t-shirt with like down here at the bottom or something. The AEW logo on it. I mean... AEW fans are so, I'm going to say right now, brainwashed. They'll buy anything this fucking company puts out. Oh, Rob Bubba's got a good question here in the chat. He says, what's New Japan Dojo? Well, I'll show you. New Japan Dojo or well? People being trained by New Japan. It's the LA Dojo. Got to be more specific. Well, mm, not just the LA Dojo. But there's trainees of New Japan. But let's pull this up right here. So we got Max Caster, Billy Gunn, Austin and, Austin and Colton. Then you've got the New Japan Dojo team over here as well. Also, my mouse is not showing. Hold on. Mouse to show it is showing. Why is it not looking like it's showing? Oh, it's there. So you've got Alex Coughlin, who looks like Nick Armstrong. I always tell him that. You've got the DKC. Or the DKC. You've got Yuya Uemura, and you've got Kevin Knight. That is the team of the New Japan Dojo. Uh, Magmalor says, is Blood and Guts going to be partially pre-taped like last year? Huh? I don't remember it being partially pre-taped last year. Was it? I don't think it was. 
How was it partially pre-taped? I don't even remember. Other person says, when Kenny Omega comes back, will we see the elite versus the undisputed elite? Um, I mean, yes, we can. I assume so, but I don't know. I assume Omega comes back. They then do the trios tournament for the trios titles, and the finals are probably the elite, Omega and the Bucks, against the undisputed elite, Cole and Red Dragon. Or says, with the whole Forbidden Door pay-per-view, it's sad that AEW never tried to do something like this smaller, like this smaller companies like Impact and ROH. Well, ROH is kind of dead. Like, there was supposed to be an ROH pay-per-view next month that people were being told about within, you know, wrestlers of ROH. And then it kind of just, like... So, people within ROH were being told, hey, we may be doing a pay-per-view in July. And that was, like, a month ago. Now, they're not hearing anything. Like, Tony Khan gone silent on them. So, I don't know. And with Impact, I don't know. Maybe they didn't want to do it with Impact. Because we really know that that Impact stuff was nothing. There's nothing to it. Yeah, Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone would appear on Impact going, coming up this week on Dynamite. We got this, 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 this. And Tony Khan seemed drunk half the time. But, yeah. And that's it for the text messages. So with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. If you're watching live, twitch.tv forward slash Unlimited. Thank you if you're watching watching or listening later, uh, youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited or podcast services around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Pod, uh, Apple Pod, Anchor, and so much more. We will be back live on Friday morning for the wrestling wrap-up, talking everything within the world of professional wrestling. I'm going to go live a little bit later on my personal channel, excuse me, twitch.tv forward slash TimmyBuddy. I'm going to play some of that new Fall Guys going to play some Fortnite. We're going to start with Fall Guys probably and then switch over to Fortnite. So join me over there in just a little bit, maybe a little less than an hour. Join me over there. We're going to have some fun. So have a great night, guys. Have a great rest of your week. And I'll see you next time right here live on Twitch or everywhere else if you're watching later. Have a good one, guys.